Welcome to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we will explore the interesting stories of business executives, entrepreneurs, and industry leaders who are shaking things up and growing their companies. It is time to make some waves. Now here's your host, Tom Singer. Hey, hey, you have found your way to another episode of Making Waves at Sea Level. Thank you so much for pulling your chair up to what we used to call the cool kids table uh, because the show was originally called Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Uh, And we keep bringing really cool people, business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs here to the conversation in Making Waves at Sea Level to get ideas of how business, uh, business professionals are shaking things up and making waves in industry. And today, I've got kind of a fun one, especially if you drive a Tesla or other electronic vehicle, you're going to want to hear this interview. However, before we get started, I have to plug another podcast. And you're thinking, what? Why would you plug another podcast? It's because I'm the host. As you may now know, in addition to this show, I actually host three podcasts for two associations and one company now with the new one uh, where I am the the paid host and it's someone else's podcast, but I'm just there to uh, make it fun. And we just launched the Sales Tech Podcast. It is a product under uh, Sales Success Media and it's their third podcast, but the first one I'm hosting And I am interviewing leaders around the world of sales technology on how to help people sell more and be more productive. So check out the Sales Tech Podcast anywhere that you get your podcast love. So today, we are going to talk to Tosh Dutt. Now, he is the executive behind ChargeNet, and they are a brand new company that is taking what we think about charging our electronic vehicles They're taking it mainstream, making it easier. One of the big problems that people have is, where am I going to charge my Tesla? You have to think about it because charging stations are far and few between. You have to know where they are. And if you run out of electricity, guess what happens to your car? It stops running. Well, imagine if in fast food restaurant parking lots, you had the ability to just pull in and charge. That would be awesome. And that's what Tasha's company is doing. They are revolutionizing where and how you charge your car, and they're doing it in a way that you can't drive down the street without seeing a fast food restaurant. That would make your life much easier. So, Tosh, welcome to Making Waves at Sea Level. Tom, thanks so much for having me, and thanks for that wonderful intro. Um, definitely very exciting, uh, to hear about the other podcasts that you're, you're, you're hosting. I definitely listen to those. So uh, I, I also host the National Speakers Association's podcast called Speakernomics, and I host the Digital Enterprise Society's podcast with the creative name, the Digital Enterprise Society podcast. Uh, so people should check out all of those. But so Tosh, I met you just a week or, week or so ago at the San Diego Angel Conference. Now, this was one of those angel funding events where uh, aspiring entrepreneurs come and pitch their company, hoping that investors will grant them with some money. And it started off three or four months ago with people applying. I'm sure you applied at that point. And there were like 125 companies that applied. And then the investing teams, they got through and they started reviewing all these companies and they narrowed it down to 60. Then they narrowed it down to 25 or 30. Then they narrowed it down to seven. 
and you were one of the seven finalists who got to pitch uh, at this conference that wasn't in person because we're still in the middle of COVID, so it was all digital. Uh, I had the honor of being the virtual master of ceremonies, so I was in a studio. Uh, all of the entrepreneurs were in another studio. You had pre-recorded your pitches, and the day ran for about three and a half hours. And while you were not the grand prize winner, you did walk away with funding of $75,000, which I'm sure made your day a lot brighter. Definitely. Uh, You know, the San Diego Angel Conference um, uh, was a wonderful experience. It was really enriching. Uh, And the process of, you know, getting from the 125 down to the seven uh, was was certainly very, uh, very interesting. And it was a lot of hard work, too, as well. Uh, not just for us, the entrepreneurs, but also for, you know, the selection committees and, and the, the uh, judges that were, were judging our criteria and, um, and, you know, eventually the investors. So for me, it was, you know, it was a great honor to be selected. Honestly, I thought I would get knocked out at the semifinal stage, but, you know, I, I, uh, and then at the second, you know, in the, on the other hand, I, I, you know, I was, I was really happy that, that we had gotten selected. I think, you know, EV charging and um, the way that people will be able to charge is going to be very important to support the amount of growth that we're going to see um, in the market. You know, you hear things like, you know, California going, uh, you know, banning the sale of electric vehicles by by 2030, uh, 2035. Non-electric, non-electric vehicles. They want electronic vehicles. Non-electric vehicles, vehicles. Yeah. sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Gas vehicles, yeah, that's correct. So, and then you hear uh, announcements like GM releasing 30 new um, electric vehicle models by by 20, 2025. So, you know, we're just at the front end of this massive inflection point where, you know, whether, whether we believe it or not, uh, at a certain point, we will either be owning or operating or using an electric vehicle. Yeah, I don't I don't yet have an electric vehicle, but when I bought my last car five years ago, I made sure that I bought a manual transmission because I thought that's gonna be the last chance I probably ever have at driving a stick. So I made sure I, I drive I drive a five year old Mustang and I made sure that uh, it had the ability to be a stick shift because I figured pretty soon all the only choice is gonna be electric vehicles. So you took a look at this whole idea that if you have an electric vehicle it's not an easy thing if you're planning a trip or you're traveling or you're going to drive down or up the coast of California, you know, you got to plan. Where am I going to stop? What if there's too many cars in front of me? Uh, I met a guy who bought a Tesla while he was at a conference in Austin and drove it back to San Diego. And he said it all worked great. They planned out where it was going to be. But the problem is when they got to the charging station, there were a whole bunch of cars in front of them. And so they had to wait like hours and hours and hours to get their turn and that's a problem if you're traveling. So what, what brought you this idea? When did you start the company? What brought you the idea? And, and where are you now? Yeah, well, you know, I started the company in 2019, at the end of 2019, December. And, you know, it's been about, a, a, about 15, 16 months um, of, of trudging uh, to, to get to the point where we're at, where, you know, we're, we're starting to onboard uh, some new talent. Um, you know, and our executive team, and we're about to start building our first locations. Um, the, the idea really came from was the genesis of, you know, seeing how um, a company that I'd previously worked for had made some acquisitions in the space. And, uh, you know, they bought, a, they acquired the company that I was with, 
which was a software company that that uh, was controlling batteries, um, and uh, and you know a, a utility service provider, and in an EV charging hardware startup, and it really got me around thinking like, well, what it would look like, what would it look like if these businesses actually kind of con- converged, and what would the technology look like, and then from another you know end of the spectrum, I started looking at it from more of a a humanitarian point of view relative to climate change and looking at, you know, where, what are the three major contributors to climate change and what, what would be the best way to offset that? And where's, where's the, where's that one location that no one is looking at? And, you know, what I found was that in, with the three major contributors, climate change being animal-based food products, uh, fossil fuels and internal combustion engines, um, that they all coincide in the fast food parking lot, <laughs> and those 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 areas are largely un, uh, ignored. I mean, there's only two fast food restaurants from you know San Diego to Sacramento that have uh, solar panels on them, just two. Um, and uh, you know, EV charging is 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 rarely can you find that over there. So you know, it, it seemed like a really good opportunity to take a look at it from a from a tech point of view, from a you know, societal point of view, and, and look at this as a, how can we create an ecosystem that, that's going to make people's lives easier um, as more EVs get adopted. So you came up with this idea, you started the company, you've gotten, you know, you've gotten this angel funding, maybe some other funding. I, my question is, is that what are you doing? Have you invented, are you using like really unique charging stations? Or are you using out of the box charging stations with some fancy software behind it? Well, the great thing is, is that there's a lot of uh, EV hardware providers, you know, solar equipment providers, you know, people making so amazing solar panels and solar inverters and battery storage systems too as well. And the benefit that we have is that, you know, we're a software company and we can integrate with most of these technologies and that these technologies are really off the shelf. And you know, a lot of them have adopted non-proprietary protocols that, you know, we can integrate our software with and kind of layer on top and, and, you know, make it operate in the way that we need to make it operate. So that's all talking to each other. And we're actually utilizing the data that we're getting to use AI to, to, to make it, you know, to make it uh, generate more revenue and look for opportunities to make more money and save more energy for EV drivers and for, you know, the restaurant owners that we're putting these, uh, these charging stations at. So you're able to revenue share with, with the uh, owners of the, of the facilities then? Yeah, correct. I mean, we, there's a, there's some really unique business models that we're able to engage uh, all the stakeholders with where everyone wins. Uh, You know, typically, in, in these type of scenarios for, for one person to win, someone else has to lose. And that's not the case here just because, you know, there's, there's opportunity that we're able to create for the restaurant owner by driving traffic, you know, EV drivers to the location. Those EV drivers can buy food. Um, we're able to provide them EV charging at a, a lower cost than what they would if they, they were to charge it, you know, uh, at, at another EV charging station because we're using solar and batteries to, to lower the operational cost. Uh, and, and uh, you know, with the utility, we're able to sell energy to them um, from the batteries when, when they need it the most at a, at a premium rate. So, you know, the, the value that we're able to create is that our software can stack all these revenue streams together and really kind of create a one plus one equals three opportunity for not just ourselves, but 
for the restaurant operator, the EV driver, and, and the utility. So the reality is, is that, you know, I call this show Making Waves at Sea Level. If, if you were to scale this, all of a sudden, you've made some waves in the whole world of, of charging your EV vehicles. So why didn't somebody come up with this idea beforehand? Well, I think it's been a largely ignored space. And, and you know, this is still a very nascent industry. Uh, you have a lot of companies that have been around for a decade that are just now announcing that they're they're going to go public through uh, special purpose acquisition uh, vehicles, um, and uh, you know there, there's the, from a EV perspective, you know only one percent of the the car driving population in the U.S. has adopted EVs, mm-hmm. um, and and that's starting to accelerate really fast. We're starting to get closer to to three percent. And now with, you know, this, all these movements and policies and, you know, the Biden-Harris transportation electrification plan that's budgeted to be about $2 trillion, and they're planning to bring, you know, 500,000 EV charging stations across the U.S., you know, it's really going to drive that growth a lot faster. And so for us, uh, you know, in, in the, the market that we're trying to, um, that we're trying to capture, you know, there's going to be plenty of opportunity for, for other people to be able to be successful there. And the reason why people haven't done it is, you know, fast food isn't, uh, it really isn't uh, sexy or, you know, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's not the most obvious place, but for us it is. I mean, people uh, that, uh, that are going to buy, be buying this e- these EVs, you know, the other 97% of the population, not everyone's got lucky enough to live in a single family home with a two car garage. Um, and even then, if they do, not everyone's going to have the opportunity to put an EV charging uh, unit in their, in their garage. So they're going to have to charge somewhere. And, you know, uh, being able to do that at a fast food restaurant when you can go grab your burrito, plug in your car, get about 100 miles of charge in 10 minutes or less, um, throw your burrito wrapper away and get on the road. Um, you know, is, is a very interesting, you know, very attractive opportunity that we can create for others. Well, and one of the things that I learned in studying business is, is that a lot of these fast food chains like McDonald's and Burger King and, and Jack in the Box and Chick-fil-A, a large part of their success in business is as a real estate play. So they're distributed all over the place at pretty good intervals. If you've got a population or if you've got a freeway, you have these chains right there. So it's really a brilliant idea to say, let's partner with these chains because they've got the real estate locations where the people are going to be. Because it doesn't matter if someone doesn't eat fast food, they drive by fast food. I don't think anybody can drive more than a couple of miles if they live in a city center without driving by one of the big fast food or smaller fast food outlets. So, you know, all of a sudden, although I don't drive an EV vehicle, I can tell you, I never in my life will want to charge my car and wait 10 minutes unless I can get some Chick-fil-A or a Big Mac at the same time. You've totally changed my outlook of the future of charging. I'll put on 30 pounds, but <laughs> I only want I only want to charge conveniently in the parking lot yeah. of, of a fast food chain. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely right. You know, at every on-ramp and off-ramp across every major freeway across the United States, you, know, you see two things. You see fast food restaurants and you see gas stations. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and the oil and gas guys are, are, are you know, they want to sell gas. And they're, they're putting EV charging 
stations to their credit, but that's not really their bread and butter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we feel like that the fast food restaurant parking lot is a, is a heavily underutilized, unmonetized space. It makes it really easy for us to go in and, and really add value for, for them and then create, you know, a framework where, you know, every two or three stops, you got a, you have a fast food, you have a, sorry, you have a fast charging station. And that's, you know, just to be clear, like we're really focused on fast charging. So, you know, the ability to charge, uh, uh, you know, a, a Tesla Model 3 about 136 miles in 10 minutes or less. So, mm-hmm. You know, that's really what we're going after and in, in trying to make it convenient and fast. And the, ben- the other benefit to, that we have is, you know, as that as EV batteries get better, right, EV, you can charge more. They can go longer distances. You can charge them faster. The benefit that we have as a so- software company, as a SaaS company, is and we'll be able to replace that hardware technology and put in, you know, better technology as it improves. So we're not really kind of stuck trying to, um, you know, uh, make an ROI on the, on the hardware because it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's commodified. Right. And if you were opening a gas station, you need a big chunk of land and you have a bunch of, you know, environmental concerns and things like that. Whereas this, you're just taking up a couple of spaces in the parking lot. Exactly. You know, we're taking up a few spaces. Um, you know, we're putting solar carports above the, the parking stalls, not just the EV ones. Um, and, you know, we're giving people an opportunity to um, see how uh, energy can help lower their own personal carbon footprint, not just from the energy that they're using to charge their EV and, you know, the solar energy that's contributing to their EV charge, but also from the food that they eat too as well. And, you know, a lot of the fast food restaurants have announced, you know, large partnerships with companies like uh, Impossible Foods and, and Beyond Meat. And, you know, they're working to decarbonize their menus and give people alternative food options too as well. Um, and so, you know, we have an opportunity to be able to leverage that to, to give people an added incentive to, uh, to, to want to charge at a charge net station. So if you had a crystal ball and you could look into it and you could look 10 years into the future, tell me about ChargeNet. Uh, you know, really simple. At every on-ramp and off-ramp on, you know, on, on opposite sides of the corner, uh, you, know, you have a ChargeNet station in every single parking lot that's got, you know, uh, fast charging stations, solar carports and batteries. And, uh, you know, um, people, it's, 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 a, it's a household name. You know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's that thing, you, you know, how Google's a verb, right? Well, we want to make charging at a verb. So, um, that's, that's what we're hoping to do. Or, you know, if, if, uh, you know, if a bigger company comes along and, and, uh, wants to help us, uh, grow and scale, we'll certainly look at that too as well. Awesome. So you heard it here first, everybody. Eventually you're going to go get charge netted. Is that, is that the right conjugation? I get my car charge netted. We probably should work on the verb. We probably should work on how do we conjugate that? Right. How do we conjugate that? Yeah. We'll, right? we'll, we'll, work on, we'll work on that later. Hey, Tosh, I've got some more questions for you, actually. But first, I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode, like all of them, is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure you're going to sound amazing. 
Podfly does all the heavy lifting and that pesky technical work like editing, yuck, that I don't like to do. They do it all for you so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing people who are making waves like Tosh Dutt. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know that some of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So Tosh, I call the show, or I used to call the show, Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What's Uh the coolest thing you're doing with your business right now? The coolest thing that we're doing is trying to figure out how we're going to scale up as fast as we possibly can. And, you know, part of that is really having great partners, um, both on the technology and the execution side. And we're really excited to uh, be uh, hopefully bringing on a partner here very soon that we unfortunately can't announce yet because the, the, the ink isn't dry on the contracts. But, you know, essentially gives us the ability to scale up from, you know, 20 locations a year to 200 locations a year. And that, that's pretty significant. Um, you know, if you look at it from a, from a, a from the other angle, you know, there's 31,000 fast food restaurants in California alone. Yeah, that, that's a lot of ground to cover. I mean, even if we that's, that's if a we lot, that's a lot of chicken nuggets. That that is a lot of chicken nuggets. That's a lot of burger patties. You know, it's it's a lot of French fries and uh, and milkshakes. And you know, even if we were to uh, jump in and get ten percent of it, I mean, that's thirty one hundred fast food restaurant parking lots that that you know we we need to develop um, sooner than later. So. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're looking at that. We're also looking at the long term vision of of kind of executing on a on a channel strategy too as well, which I think, you know, in terms of ramp up and, and scaling and, and working with partners to help do that, um, makes it a little bit more feasible um and accessible to, to get that. And you know, we're we're uh, onboarding our some of our executive team that have been very diligently waiting in the wings, working behind the scenes very quietly to, uh, to you know, position us to be able to, you know, use the, the money that we're winning from, from, um, uh, from San Diego Angel Conference and some of their investments to, you know, build out our product or software uh, MVP and, and, you know, get our patents filed and, and um, you know, and, and really help on the execution side. So we should have our first project done by the end of the summer. Um, you know, we're about to start that, and, and we're really excited. We've started some of the pre-construction on that, and we're really ex- excited to show the world what, what a charge net station looks like. I can't wait to see it. Hey, so Tosh, what led you to be an entrepreneur? Have you always been entrepreneurial? What What's your background? What led me to be entrepreneurial? No, so, you know, throughout my career, I, I worked at some you know, mid-stage startups uh, and and mostly large organizations, uh, you know, large companies, vertically integrated energy companies. I've been in clean tech for about 12 years. And, you know, I've been fortunate to have a pretty multifaceted career. But, uh, you know, what, what led me to be an entrepreneur was, um, uh, was that, you know, I saw that, that there were a lot of problems that weren't getting solved and that there was a lot of opportunity and talent that was being, um, that was being overlooked and including myself and my, my, you know, one of my driving factors was to create an opportunity for people that, you know, mainly people of color that have been overlooked and underrepresented in the clean tech space 
to have an opportunity to, you know, to show what they can do and, and show that, uh, you know, success doesn't have to look any one way. So, you know, for me, it was really trying to create, uh, you know, an equity, uh, you know, equitable, diverse and inclusive environment and for, for others. And, and I'd like to say that we're well way on our, to do that to, uh, to, to my other co-founders, you know, our women, uh, one's another person of color. Um, and, you know, we, we um, are starting to uh, talk to more diverse uh, leaders and partners. And uh, we're, you know, we're really excited about some, some of the changes that are happening in our industry and, and, and being, being the winds of those changes as well. So, um, you know, I, I, uh, I, I'd like to say that it was, you know, I, I got inspired and a light bulb went over my head and to a certain extent, it, it, it took time to do that. It took a lot of, you know, uh, uh, lessons learned from, you know, previous uh, experiences and, in watching things that, that were, um, that, that weren't right. Um, you kind of get overlooked to, to get to this place where I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And, you know, I, I, uh, I think we have an opportunity to not just um, be good stewards of the environment and create opportunity for, for, you know, EV drivers, but also for the people that we're going to bring on board our team to, to help grow it. So what are you loving about this life in a startup? I love the dynamic nature of it. I love the, I, lo- I love getting, this is going to sound really weird, but, you know, I love getting told no. That's that's the fuel in my tank. That's the, that's the energy in my battery. So, 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 so the fuel in my tank, that's funny because you're a charging station company. Exactly, exactly, right? So it's it's the energy in my battery that, that helps <laughs> me go. And, you know, it, if anything, it's it's helped me um, work really hard to believe in myself um, um, a lot more. And it's really helped me from you know, personal level. I mean, being an entrepreneur is, uh, is an emotional roller coaster and, uh, you know, you have to be well equipped to be able to, to handle that. And, um, you know, it's, it's been a lot of struggle. It's been a lot of, you know, success and, and it's a lot of hard work and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's something that's, I kind of hold as my own that I get to share with others and, and that they get to take on as their own. So, you know, I love seeing people take ownership of that, um, as, along with me, and, and it really kind of helped, it really demonstrates how we're all doing this together. So, Tosh, what advice do you have for somebody who's listening who maybe they've worked for big enterprise companies, but they have this little pull inside them? They want to start their own thing, they have an idea. What advice do you have for someone else who wants to go down this path? You know, my biggest fear was that, um, that I wouldn't have the security of, you know, knowing where my next paycheck was going to come from and that that, you know, that, that was going to have to struggle to figure out and that I was going to, you know, have, have to have yard sales every, every couple of weeks to, to make that work. And, and that hasn't been the case at all, you know, and, uh, you know, what I'd say is, and this is going to sound a, um, a, a bit ethereal, but, you know, trust the universe. If you have that idea, uh, vet it out, see if it, see if it'll hold water, talk to other people in the industry that are subject matter experts that are not associated with what you're doing right now. And, and, and see what they think about it. You know, the biggest, the, the, the reason why we're, where we're at right now is because people poked a lot of holes in what we were doing and they told me why it wouldn't work. And by, by that happening, I, you know, I, it gave me the, the, 
the, the faith and the understanding that this is going to work. This is going to happen. And, and um, you know, we're, we're going to be successful doing it and d- never, never to give up. Just, just dive in, just, just do it. You got to make that leap of faith. <laughs> so Tosh, if somebody wants to find out more about you, they want to learn about ChargeNet, where do they go? Yeah. So uh, our website is www.chargenetstations.com. Uh, you can also uh, look at our, our Twitter feed uh, at ChargenetStationsUS uh, and Instagram, uh, ChargenetStations. We also have a LinkedIn page. We're on all the social media uh, um, platforms. Um, and uh, um, also, if you go to our website, you can, you can fill out a form and, and uh, you know, it'll go to go directly to one of our members of our team and, you know, we'd happy to get in touch with you and, and um, you know, give you any more information that you need. Awesome. Well, congratulations, congratulations again on getting funded at the San Diego Angel Conference. I have had Thanks. such a great time getting to know the people who run that program. Hopefully they'll bring me back again next year to, to MC it. Maybe we'll get to be in person, like in a big ballroom. Uh, you know, it was really fun to get to hand out the really big check to the grand prize winner. So, uh, I had a great time being there. San Diego is like my second home. I went to college at San Diego state and I love to go back as often as I can. So, uh, always looking for opportunities to go speak in San Diego. So hopefully they'll bring me back next year, uh, to everybody who listened. Thanks for tuning in. I say it every single episode. If it wasn't for the audience, why would we even do this podcast? So whether this is your first time listening to Making Waves at Sea Level or whether you've turned in every week for over 640 episodes, two a week, every Tuesday and Thursday, uh, keep coming back and make sure you tell a friend. I ask people all the time, how'd you find this podcast? And the number one answer people give me is a friend of mine or my boss or my mother. Somebody told me I would enjoy listening to this show. And I try to go out and find really cool people every week who are going to bring you inspiring stories about how they make waves in business. And I think we've heard a lot about the waves that are being made in the electric vehicle charging stations coming soon to a parking lot near you. All right. Thank you very much. We'll see you back here in a couple days with another interview with somebody just as cool as Tosh. You're thinking, Tom, how is that possible? We do it every single time. But in the meantime, go out there, flex your business muscles. Make sure that your career ladder is against the correct wall because you don't want to climb to the top of the career ladder only to find out you were in the wrong place all along. I know because I did that for a long time. And while you're out there making waves, remember to have some fun along the way. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast. Without your listening to these in-depth conversations, there would be no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter and Instagram at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.